the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Cat. Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Here are your hosts, Joe and James. Ready? Sustain! Nutrition. Chewing the Fat! Episode 11. Oh, you were sure there, weren't you? Seamless, yeah. I, it's like my PT career. Um, if I wasn't sure, I'd just say stuff with conviction. <laughs> People don't, yeah, this is definitely uh, working your quads, I think. Uh, yes, uh, you'll feel this in your uh, Latimus Serratus. <laughs> Where do you feel that? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, correct. Can we go with the podcast now? I suppose we could. Right, Joe. What are we talking about loosely for probably the first five minutes and then go off and <laughs> talk about loads of random Yeah, whichever which way I fancy. We're going to talk about mindset. So you were saying today, we should, I want to slap that out of your hand. He's, he's a, a grip device, by the way, nothing obscure. Because he always tells me off for playing with things through <sighs> the podcast. So we're going to talk about mindset. So James was saying what mindsets do people need to be successful. And I was saying it'd be good to talk about the mindsets that we have, the mindsets that we've seen successful clients have, the mindsets that we've seen maybe the most successful people that we know have. I think there's a couple of people who spring to mind yeah. immediately on that one. So just give kind of a full range on it because it's interesting to look at the different approaches that people have had to get to their goals because obviously everyone's got different goals. Some people want to be champion bodybuilders. Some people want to be athletes. Some people want to just lose a bit of weight and feel a bit better. But everyone's going to struggle with their mindset at some point. And I think, well, I think, I... I know I'm going to be like I'm going to talk with some conviction I know <laughs> mindset is going to be the thing that keeps you in the race it's going to be the thing that drives you to your goals and without the kind of right mindset you're just setting yourself up for a fall and it's you know it's something that we see daily with coaching because we coach so many people we've coached so many people you can you know, not get like a feel but you can kind of see stuff coming before it happens like the way people are talking the language that they use with themselves the way they describe situations um, it, it's just crucial if you want to be successful at anything even just the way that they approach problems <clears throat> I think you can you can see sometimes even when someone's going well you might get a bit of a, a, a bit of a grasp of how well they're going to do and obviously not all the time because people will surprise you or you'll have people who do really well who will just get knocked but I think you just said there you know it's it's cu- it's crucial in success in, in achieving success but I think it's also crucial in kind of saving you from failure almost so you know there are times when you can't be perfect and you're not going to be making progress or making the progress you'd like the key determining factor to turning that around is going to be how you approach it mentally you know you can find i think the one thing that we see a lot here we go round number one there we go is that people will be thrown off by a situation so someone will put food in front of them or you know the, the kitchen they'll feel obliged to you the kitchen will break down or they'll move house or there'll be something that happens and it's then an inability to find a solution to that problem, which is ultimately, as much as people want to say, the problem is because my oven broke. Well, actually, there is a, or still a way of being successful, isn't there? Not everyone in the world, when their oven breaks, has to eat high-calorie food. There are solutions. There's always solutions to problems. And I think the book that I've mentioned before is the... Oh, I get it wrong. The extreme Ownership? Yes. 
Yes, good work by Jocko Willink. I'm congratulating myself there. <laughs> <coughs> and he just says that everything's your fault. And when you look at things that way, yeah, there's times that it's not your fault. But if you look at everything as your fault, then you're working. On, you know, you're gonna you're going to improve on the areas that you can. Whereas if you just stand there and go, there was nothing I could do. That was it. Well, you're just at the mercy of free will, aren't you? At the mercy of nature, and ultimately that's going to work against you rather than being proactive and finding solutions. Yeah, I think. The, probably the second thing that I say the most, except for, I would love to see you eat some more vegetables. Can you send your food in, please? <laughs> yeah, it would be. would be, you know, if these are your problems, then what are the solutions? Because it's not uncommon for us to get, you know, a good few paragraphs of, this is what I've got stacked against me. You know, I work 12 hours a day. I've got three kids. You know, I do this, I do that. I've got all these time constraints. Um but then there's no solutions and if you you know a problem without a solution is just a problem and it's never going to go away it's never going to change unless you come up with some kind of solution yeah if everything is set in stone you know if there's nothing you can do then why are you here you know why are you listening you have to be willing to look for solutions you have to believe there's a solution out there otherwise you know you wouldn't be trying would you you know you wouldn't be out there looking for ways to lose weight if it was set in stone that you were going to be the weight that you are now for the rest of your life and it just comes down to finding as you just say you know we could say it all day couldn't we it's finding solutions and I think to take back to the the topic that we kind of set out to start with is that you can see that where the people are professional bodybuilders you know we've got fr- friends who are or you know women who have been overweight for 40 years and you know are clinically obese the ones who are successful are the ones who say this is what happened this is what I'm going to do about it, with you know, without fail, is the the messages I get, and that's that mindset of looking for solutions. And I, I think that there's people who are inclined to do that. I think me and you would come into that bracket. Is that for whatever reason, whether it be nature or nurture, is it's always been this has happened. This is what I'm going to do about it. And I think that I see that with our training, with sustain, with our own nutrition. You know, just in every area of life, and that's. The important thing is that it will permeate into the rest of your life. And if you can try to change this, if you're one of those people who doesn't naturally look for solutions and just tends to focus on the negatives and the problems, it is something you can work on because it's just the way that you talk and the way that you think. And that is something that you can control. You know, we might be naturally inclined to find a solution and you might not be. But give yourself an extra couple of minutes and you can look for some solutions. Yeah, just, and it really is as simple as that. You know, for every single problem, you just need to look for a, a solution, a viable solution. Now, it doesn't have to be the perfect one straight away. And odds are it won't be. You'll try something and it won't work. But just by trying something, you're making some kind of progress. Because like I said, you know, the, one of the reasons why we coach as opposed to just send out meal plans is because meal plans don't take into account anything like this. You know, they won't take into account the problems that you have, the fact that you work 12 hours a day, the fact that, you know, you've got a singing class on a Wednesday night or a book club or don't tell everyone <laughs> my sultry <laughs> sultry voice dulcet tones um, and it's that's why we work with people as individuals because you need to overcome these things and if you don't overcome them like I said there's nothing to stop them just happening again and again no matter how many times you say tomorrow's a new day I'm going to try harder yeah I'm going to draw a line under it I'm feeling really determined this time if nothing changes nothing changes so if you don't try something different then the same shit is going to happen every time you have summer holidays, every time it's Christmas, every month 
that you spend celebrating your birthday because birthdays are now birth months. I think you, you know the, the word that you've used a few times there is really good is mindset. And I think people often get that. It's one of my favorite. Oh, here we go. Here we go. One of my favorite ones is mindsets and beliefs, and that people often have a positive mindset, but that can be knocked. If I, you know, if someone's horrible to me, then my mindset will change. But my belief system, you know, what I actually believe as as an individual is something that's been created over years or something I was born with, and that's what you need to you need to really look at because or your actual behaviours because like James said, I'll start again tomorrow, you know, tomorrow's a new day. I sent you something the other day saying tomorrow, the mythical land where ninety yeah. percent of productivity lies, or whatever it was. In between cat memes and pictures of pedo. And I think that people will rely on you know, today I wasn't able to eat well, but tomorrow because I'm motivated I will be. You're looking in the wrong place, you're not putting a discernible action in place. So what I like to see people do is say, you know, I messed up here. It was because I didn't have my lunch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my lunch ready. That is a specific action there. You're not real something you can try, you can assess. You see if it works yeah, or not. You're not relying because at the moment I can say this weekend I'm going to be really good with my food. I'm relying on the mindset I have now or the motivation I have now lasting until the weekend, and it might not. And odds on, if I failed doing this hundreds, maybe thousands of times, you know, thousands of days I've tried to eat well and not do well, then odds on that's going to happen again. So you need to have a plan that's going to help you facilitate the actions that you want to achieve or the end results you want to achieve. And and that is a mindset, that is a, a mental thing. Because when we say to people, what are you going to do about this? Half the time people come back and say, try harder, you know, focus on my goals. Well, give yourself something a physical thing to do because otherwise you're just hoping you're going to wake up that day and be in a good mood and feel motivated yeah I think the good thing about your mindset is it's not actually set it's just um, you get a mindset it's a set of beliefs and assumptions that you believe so much you kind of almost make it come true but it can be changed and even just you know like I said earlier as simple as changing the language or changing the outlook on stuff, you know. Oh, let's let's push on this for a bit. This yeah, a like good one again coming from the extreme ownership book that Joe mentioned is you know kind of one of the things he says. If stuff goes wrong, we just say good, right? What can I learn from this? You know, instead of just kind of beating yourself up by it. I've had a couple of messages today from people. One person saying that they were uh, naturally greedy. Yeah. Which for me is you know obviously a really negative mindset because it's almost like when I was saying you can see stuff happening in the future you can almost use that as an excuse so if I say I'm naturally greedy and then next week I have a massive binge and eat two pizzas and some of those loaded fries from Aldi <laughs> maybe like half a tub of ice cream um, I didn't eat two pizzas just one pizza did you eat the whole tub of ice cream? no was it more than half? probably 70% <laughs> I thought half was a bit generous um and I say, well, I'm a naturally greedy person, then I can justify that action by saying, well, it's because I'm naturally greedy. Over and over yeah. and over again. So you almost set yourself up for a fall. Then I also had another client who said, right, I've weighed myself in, I've lost 10 pounds, which I'm really happy with, but then I'm really uh, disheartened because I'm actually half a pound heavier than I was last week. So instead of just concentrating on that positive, they're kind of focused on this tiny negative, which is... You know, half a pound to, yeah, God. equivalent to like drinking an extra glass of water or half a glass of water 
so then you know that kind of frames your day then instead of focusing on all the positive stuff that you've done over the past kind of eight weeks to lose those 10 pounds you then focus on a negative that you're disappointed it's like you know if i set out to save ten thousand pounds and then it turned out i'd saved like nine thousand seven hundred and they've been upset by that yeah like oh i can't believe i've not saved ten you know like it's just ridiculous i think one of the things that we tend to see like i guess to follow on from that point is that when i've was coaching someone recently and i said you know what results did you do and she went you know, i've only lost i'm disappointed i've only lost two pounds and then i kind of said to her you know do you not think that this is is good and should we celebrate it oh no i am actually quite happy with it and it's like well maybe you could phrase it differently and then you know people are so quick to say well this could be better and you know i've been quite bad at this in the past and, and probably still am you need to look at things as this is really good and now i'll achieve this is it's just changing it from i only lost two pounds to i've lost two pounds which is really good and now i'd like to lose some more because it's just a totally different setup because otherwise if you're not happy with losing two pounds a week when are you going to be happy and you see people get you know that whole that what's the point thing you know, I've, I've been trying really hard, I've not lost any weight this week, what's the point? Yeah. Well, the point is, your questionnaire says you've been ha- unhappy for 10 years and you've only been trying for a week so far, so keep going. Yeah, just be real, not being real, even being realistic, is it? Just be optimistic. S- yeah, be sensible. You know, if we were so easy, you know, if it's so quick for us to give up, then me and Joe would not be in the position that we're in now, we wouldn't be running sustained, we wouldn't be helping the people who are helping. Like, imagine how many times we've tried stuff and it's absolutely fallen on its ass. Yeah. You know, if we got disheartened by every single thing that we did, every marketing, ad that we ran, every yeah. marketing attempt, every every idea we've had for the business, yeah, every tweak to the sales process, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's me, so there's, many things. There's been multiple fuck-ups and loads of stuff's not worked, but then you just go, oh, well, let's just try something different. Let's try something else. And this think, is it. This is the one. Yeah, this is the one. <laughs> this is going to do it. This is the tipping point. Um, I think the best kind of outlook we've had is when we were doing East Park um, and we had a piranha pit absolutely horrific name which is kind of like Dragon's Den where you go in and you speak to a lot of mentors and they just pull your business apart and it was the most valuable thing we got from it and they spent the whole time apologising yeah because basically you know you speak to your, your friends and your family and they're like oh your website looks great your content's great blah 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 it's all looking it's awesome blah 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 blowing loads of smoke up your ass which is obviously really really nice mm. But to develop and to grow, you need to find out what you can do better. So then we've had some people go, this is already good, but... It's normally they say, why would you do this? And you go, this is why. And they'd say, why don't you do it like this? And you go, oh, yeah, because <laughs> I hadn't thought of that before because this is someone else giving input from, from their perspective. And it's just the more people you listen to and the more input you get... And being open-minded to it. Yeah, I think that's the key thing there, isn't it? I guess that nutrition can be a confusing area and people do get frustrated with having so many different kind of conflicting opinions so you just need to find someone you trust and persevere with it another great book is grit i don't know if you've read grit, I've not or not. read it, no. and that just shows they they looked at basically what's what makes people successful and you do have the people who are you know born to succeed at certain things and i forgot what the school is in america where they take in the most athletic and the most intelligent kids. And they do like this five day beasting thing where they, you know, push them to their physical limits. And but the whole point is you can't do it. And then what they were saying is the dropouts, they have, when you start, they have a score about your athletic ability and your academic ability. So the kids who've got the best of both at the top, 
and the kids who got the lowest are both at the bottom. And the people who dropped out were equally spread across the whole thing. You'd think that the kids at the bottom would drop out, but what it turned out, what it transpired was that you know, if you're really good all the time, you never get practice at failing. Whereas the kids you know, who had to work really hard and who weren't the most genetically gifted, who were sometimes near the middle of the pack, but worked really hard to get to the top before going to this school, they were the ones who kept going. And I think that's, it was such a, an eye-opener because it's so easy to look around and you, know, you see, you know, I remember you saying Bolt eating chicken nuggets and people yeah. think, and it's, some of that's done to throw people off. So you think that he is a god you know, and that he hasn't had to work hard, but odds on, he's worked really, really hard for Yeah, it's funny, I was listening to, to, to a clip and he was saying, like, you know, he gets people coming and saying, oh, you make it look so easy, blah, blah, blah. They don't see the hours and hours of practice, the sacrifice, yeah. you know, that he's had to make. Probably, you know, the amount of times he's failed, the things he's adjusted, he's, you know, working with the coach, mm. doing all the training, you're doing all the drills. People don't see that. What is it? It's, you know, people are rewarded in public for... But well, practice, practice in private, yeah. yeah. Lionel Messi's quote of, I worked for 16 years and 200 days to become an overnight success. Exactly. Like, well, granted, he didn't work for 16 years, did he? Because he's only 17 years no, old. No, no. But the, the point still stands, and it's, I think it's so easy, and we see it a lot with people to go, I just wish I was losing a bit more weight, like so-and-so. And you've got 65-kilo women comparing their results to 90-kilo women. Like, you are not going to lose weight at that speed. It's just, and it doesn't it's, matter. Yeah. What, what difference does it make if everyone else is doing really well and, and you're not? You can only focus on what you're doing. Their results do not matter. Just like if they were gaining weight, it wouldn't affect you. Yeah, it would make you any happier, would it, to see other people struggling? But I think, yeah, for the, you know, the mindset for me would be, you know, look at problems, provide solutions, find out what you're doing well and see if you can improve it. You know, it's not like saying resting your laurels, but, you know, if you can improve what you're doing well, then you're going to be in a much better place. So, you know, kind of taking on board criticism, assessing yourself and just saying, right, this is what I'm doing really well. Can I do it any better? Mm. I, I think that the, the two points that I would do, then I'd just rip them straight from those two books. I would yeah. say take ownership of everything that happens to you, whether it goes right, whether it goes wrong, look at what you could have done and then act accordingly. So, you know, if, if you set off for a meeting and there's traffic, well, you could have set off earlier. You know, granted, you didn't know the traffic was going to be there. There's always a solution, and just try to find ways around that. And then grit, persevere with it, because if it's important enough to you, then just keep going, because there's no other option. You know, you could the other option is you give in, don't you? And that's and that's cool. If that's, I'm not saying you should persevere forever with something that's not worth it. But for most people, when it comes to their health and the way that they look, and the number of people we've worked with, and when they've achieved their goals haven't turned around and gone, do you know what, I wish I'd eaten a bit more crap food. Yeah. This, this hasn't been as good as I expected. It nearly always is. So they're probably two really important lessons to have with that. And I think that, what do you think, let's have a look at kind of what we do then, and what do you think Well, I'd say just, just to go back with the, the extreme ownership, you know, for me, the, you, again, working as a coach, you get these things where people go, there was no other choice. This was all that was available which is fine, but then, for me, you have to take ownership for putting yourself in that situation. Now, sometimes, um, you know, there's not a lot you could do. So say you're away on a works do, or a works do, like a, a work conference, you can't take your own food, and that's the only food available. Cool. Then you just need to take ownership of the choices that you make. So every Sunday, I'll go to my parents, and I'll have dinner. I have no control over what my mum's going to cook, although I'm sure if I asked her, she would cook me something. 
But then that is, you know, so even if I don't have choice, so I say my mum's made lasagna, there's garlic bread and all that jazz. That's still my choice to put myself into that situation. So I still have to own that choice. I can't just then say, well... It's my mum's yeah, fault. You know, I didn't eat a good day's food because there was no other option. Well, there was an option. I could have not gone. I could have taken my own food. Stayed at home. Yeah, I could have not eaten. So it's still my choice. Obviously, I'm not suggesting people do that unless you have something very, very specific and extreme coming up. But you're saying there, aren't you, that you're choosing to go yeah. because it's more important for you to see your mum. Yeah, if I go to Alton Towers... A chicken salad. I'm not going to expect them to have, you know, whatever foods that are in line with my goal. In It's my choice to go there and not take food or it's my choice to make the best choice available. So that's what, kind of what we're saying about like extreme ownership. It's just everything you, you eat and drink is down to you in some way or another. Mm. I think the question I was going to ask you, and that probably feeds nicely onto me, is that's probably the biggest change I've had in regards to my mindset over the past kind of couple of years would be, I think I've always been quite good at finding solutions, but then when things go wrong, it's kind of easy to say, oh, well, actually, you know, I couldn't have done anything else here. But the whole thing about, you know, you set off to a meeting with two hours to spare and you're late, it's still your fault. Yeah, perfect. Like, I think that's it's such a good way to... to for, for people to look at things because then you're always going to find solutions. So I like, must have always been a dick because I used to say that when I used to work in the bar. Like people turn up like, oh, my bus was late. Like, no, you were late. Yeah. And that's and that's fine, is it? You can let someone off once, but it shouldn't happen again or, you know, find an alternative. Yeah. And I think that that was a real eye opener for me. The, the book is really, really good. I would recommend it to anyone interested in that sort of thing. Um, it's quite, it's quite a lot of like army stories in there. You can tell yeah, he, he, quite, loves, he loves his military. Quite but, strange. Some but, of them. The, but the stories are. But the, the, story, the, the book itself is worth a read. How do you feel like your mindset has changed then? What do you think has developed? Uh, I think I'm a lot more open to uh, criticism, mm. suggestions maybe. And I think that's definitely more from running the business. Uh, I'm not afraid to take on board criticism. You know, uh, I was watching, in fact, I was watching <laughs> Four in a Bed. Right. You ever watch Four in a Bed? No, porno. <laughs> <laughs> No, Joe. It's, uh, no, it is. <laughs> it's kind of like Come Down With Me, but for um, uh, B&Bs. I was just joking, Joe. Right. I know what it is. Um, yeah, and it's just how personal people take the criticism. So some people would be like, oh, it's supposed to be a boutique hotel. Actually, you know, you had a cheap kettle. The furniture didn't fit, blah, blah. And people get really offended. Like, what? Well, no, this kettle is perfectly good. Like, just take on board the criticism because this is what people are thinking. Yeah. You know, this is what people are suggesting to make this business better. So same thing, we, we get feedback from clients, when we get feedback from our mentor, from you know other people in the business, then we take that on board, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Like I said, it's great to get good feedback and good you know compliments and all this, but it's much better to learn how to improve. Yeah, I think it's hard with food, isn't it? Because it's so emotive and people often take it offensively. Not offensively, but they'll take it personally. And I think that, the way that we were explaining it, and you, you know, we were chatting about this the other week, and you were saying, we just want to help people. You yeah, know, we're in a business where when people send through their results, or you know, they overcome obstacles, and you see people change, and they, and you know, and they're so grateful for it. It's just one of the most pleasurable things that I could have. But you know? almost even from like a completely selfish business model, if we got everyone to their goals, how successful would our business be? So if everyone came in and said, this is my goal, we got there within you know, 12, 13 weeks, it would be amazing. So I think, again, going back to that kind of accepting criticism is, as a coach, 
we just want the best for our clients. We want them to get the best results possible in the kind of easiest way that they can. But sometimes it just becomes a battle because you'll question people or you'll advise people. You say, you know, next time, could you try this? Could you do this? You know, do you think you could try this? And it almost becomes like a them versus us. Yeah. I get sometimes. And instead of it being like a dance, it's more of a wrestle. And you're pushing and pulling and they're trying to push you away. You're trying to pull them towards you. You know, it's just like you're just trying to get the best because the best for them is the best for us. Yeah. In all cases, isn't it? They get better value for money. Yeah. They get happiness. We get happiness. We have a more successful business. There's but no almost like like say you say to people, okay, so you did this, this, and this. You know, what do you think you could try next time? Could was something else available? Like, no, absolutely nothing was. There. This was the only choice I could possibly have ever done. Yeah. And it's almost like people not wanting to accept or not being open to suggestions for criticism. You know. At the end of the day, from people that are more experienced, you know, you've got certain problems in their kind of skill set or mindset. This is more of a skill set problem, and we have the skill set, so people should really listen to us. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? But it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. Whoa, lots Happy. of words there, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm tired. Right, well, let's go. Nostalgic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's us, mindset. So, just be open to criticism. Look for solutions to problems. Try them, review them, see how they worked. If they did, if they didn't, try something different. And just be open to feedback, criticism, advice. You know, keep an open mind. These are all such little skills, and I think that people often talk about. You know, I, I just, I just don't have any motivation yet. And the thing we said before about, you know, just looking for small solutions. So rather than it being, um, I'm going to try harder put something specific oh, into place. I'm feeling really motivated now. Yes, you need to, to look at the specific steps that you can take because it's just it can be habitual, can't it? It can be habitual being crap and it can be habitual being really good. And I think that we go through phases where, well, both of those. Yeah. And the difference is always the actions that I take because when I prep my food, when I put my, you know, when I weigh my food and I know what I'm going to eat and it's there in the morning, I eat well. When it's not and I'm not eating food I enjoy and I starve not starve myself but I delay having meals then I make shit decisions so it's always the actions it's the mindset will trigger the actions but there's been times when I've gone I really really don't want to cook I can't be arse prepping and I've done it and the next day better as a result if you're relying on yourself being in a good mood and wanting to do it then you're going to really struggle because you're not going to want to do it all the time and you've got to be disciplined to do these things when you don't want to. And yeah. that comes down to making it a habit and doing it frequently enough. Motivation is a fickle bitch and it'll come and it'll go. And you can, you know I mean? You, perfect example, you could be running on the treadmill, you could be listening to a playlist and you'd be like, I want to quit, my back hurts, my calves hurt, I'm going to stop in two minutes. And then a song that you really like comes on and boom, that's it. You, you know, you can increase the speed, you can run further, you can run faster. And that's just motivation that comes and goes. You know, I can watch Rocky Fall and want to go out for a run, and then the next day I can't be asked because it just won't stick around. It's not something you can rely on. It's like Joe said, you're kind of putting things in play, you know, routines, uh, prepping, you know, mini goals, all these things are the kind of things that will keep you going. You can't just rely on willpower and motivation. That is probably another podcast. Mm. Cool. That's us. We're out. Fenton's only done one little bath today. Yeah, pretty well bared. A little grumble in the middle there. There's a little flow it had a chilling. So don't forget to subscribe whatever you're listening to. We're on about six million different platforms. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review. 
Uh, that is us until the next podcast, which will be next week. Judge Jordan. Oh, That's fencing flapping.